You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. We tell ourselves that we are the walking dead. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to The Rambling Dead, the unofficial The Walking Dead podcast, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday the 8th, 2018, and I am your host, Madison Fitzpatrick. During this podcast, we are going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the AMC series, The Walking Dead. Please welcome my co-host, James Keith. Nobody wants to go back to Alexandria because Negan's there. But hey. <laughs> Jeffrey Alruz. That was so random. Welcome back, Ramblers. <laughs> Legionnaire. We are still Negan. And welcome to our newcomer, Pablo Herrera. Thanks for having me, guys, and what a great episode. Awesome. Well, welcome back, everybody. So excited to start Season 9. So let's just jump right into it, and uh, let's recap Season 9, Episode 1, which was titled A New Beginning and aired Sunday, October 7th, 2018. Here is the official synopsis of the episode. Rick and his group make a risky run into Washington, D.C. to search for artifacts they will need to build the civilization he and Carl envisioned. So, what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? I guess because, you know, it's Thanksgiving here in Canada, I'm going to be nice and I'm going to go with my fellow Canadian James. No, I didn't want to go first. How dare you? This is well, why we're, this is why we're nemesis. This is why we're rivals. <laughs> right, the, Dan, one time he wa- the one time he's elected to go first, he doesn't want to go first. <laughs> oh man but i'm not gonna lie guys i kind of felt that this episode was a little boring at times but the ending was worth it it was definitely one of the stronger season premieres the show has had but not the strongest there are some problems with it like i said the well the whole thing with in the museum it was kind of okay you know, a little bit boring, but near the end, it got a little exciting. But overall, stuff did happen, and I'm glad I watched it. Awesome. All right, what about you, Legionnaire? I enjoyed it. Um, some really cool, uh, some really cool things happened. Uh, some annoying things happened. 
but uh, we will definitely get into that. But um, all in all, I thought it was a decent uh, season premiere. Awesome. And Jeffrey? I hate that I'm going to agree with James Keith, but... Yeah, I'm going to have to co-sign some of it, although that line at the end, something's happened and I'm glad I watched it, was very interesting, (laughs) James. I, I will say... There were some really nice moments throughout the episode. I feel like it was too long. Uh, like, sometimes I'm craving for the longer episodes. This one, I felt, was um, a bit bloated. It was uh, it was a bit boring throughout some of it. Because we're introduced to a bunch of new people, and I'm like, I don't really care about you new people, so why am I being forced to try to care about you? So that kind of bugged me. But... Um, Overall, it it wasn't as strong of a premiere as I would have liked, especially since, and uh, spoiler alert for those that have been living under a rock, uh, these are Rick Grimes' final episodes. I wish that it would have been a bit of a stronger episode. All right, what about you, uh, our newcomer? What do you think? Honestly, I, I think it was an okay episode. I mean, they focused, like, the focus was all over the place. I felt like they were trying to tell too much at once. And I, I, I would have liked for them to focus more, like, on, like, like Jeffrey said, like, on Rick, since these are his final episodes. I, I would have, you know, preferred that over, over how it was all over the place. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, me, on the other hand, this episode, I actually quite enjoyed, and, um, for you that you don't know, Pablo, but I am known as a very, very tough marker. (laughs) Really? I would have never said that about you. I know, I never would have guessed. I, I have only once ever rated an episode, like, like golden like 10 out of 10 even even more than that once so it's very tough to impress me and i actually did like this episode so spoiler alert my rating might be a little high i don't know um unless we talk you down right but hey change my mind i guess but um i was super super happy about how the ending was um (laughs) As you know, I hated a certain someone very much. Um, But, yeah. Um, Bottom line, I liked it. I liked it. Um, Guys, but before we get into, like, a thorough recap of the latest episode of The Walking Dead, here is our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. 
To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. All right, so let's just jump into it, guys. Let's start off with the beginning. This is season nine premiere. Um, I think it was actually a bit longer um, than a normal episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just yeah. because I was so in, in, like engulfed in it. I was so impressed. <laughs> but... Um, the the episode uh, opens up with, uh, you know, flashbacks or, you know, quick looks at Alexandria, the hilltop, the sanctuary, um, which I thought was really, really cool because um, we got to see where they are now, um, how everything has been evolving since the last time that we've seen them, and how the communities are actually working together. Um, I also thought it was cool as our group is going in uh, to Washington, we see a bunch of, you know, roads and we see signs and we see everything like that kind of covered with grass and leaves and, and stuff like that. Um, what did you guys think of this, of, of kind of like, you know, the quick looks at all of the, all of the communities and kind of like what, what are our first thoughts on what we're first seeing? Um, I personally liked it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a nice entry to the season, uh, especially after all the insanity of the season ender. Um, kind of a nice slow look into where everything is now. Uh, again, like you said, touching on all the different um, factions, all the different communities, and uh, just at, at least getting the early glimpses of how they're all. Uh, all starting or, or at least trying to uh, work together to create something harmonious. Um, although, of course, this being The Walking Dead, um, no, no illusions about it lasting very long, but at least for now it all seems, uh, it all seems rather peaceful for the moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I just, I really like the first couple minutes. I just, I felt like The Walking Dead was really showing what the world is like now that you know civilization isn't anymore so the group um goes together um we have some of our main characters all together in a group which i love i love seeing them all together instead of like spread out across you know the state um so they go to a museum 
and they're searching for stuff. Um, as they're uh, they're walking across, they they split up, and one group goes to what looks like a classroom and so it's Jadis and it's Rick and and they all are looking at seeds in this like looks like a file cabinet and we learn that Jadis um, used to be a teacher and used to bring her students there and hell was anybody else surprised that Jadis was speaking English (laughs) that was the first thing I noticed no, no more garbage pail. No more garbage pail. Kids speak. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, you, you actually were a teacher. You knew how to speak English. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I mean, she reformed to closer near like the last of there. She reformed to near the end of the last season to speaking proper English. So you know, it didn't You're surprise right. me that much. It just threw James me off. knows so this because he tutored her. <laughs> Here, <laughs> who? Jadis or Madison? Oh my god. Burn. (laughs) Keep talking. Let's see when she chooses you for MVP. Right. (laughs) I hope she chooses me last. Oh my god. That means he doesn't have one. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then we also uh, see. Um, we see Maggie and, and Carol and Michonne, and they're walking past this. I guess glass floor, mm-hmm. which has a bunch of walkers underneath. Obviously, this is going to be a problem, guys. Like, duh. Like, come <laughs> on, seriously. So dumb. So dumb. And then, what I don't understand is they try to drag a whole wagon across. Anyways, just some of the dumbest things. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have to say, I had, I, I had a bit of a problem with that scene. Mm-hmm. Because, but before, I mean, before we get to that Legionnaire, we, yes. do, we do have a few little things that happen. This this episode has a lot of things and little things that happen. So, just to make sure that we're not missing everything. Um, yes. But, okay, so... Michonne, um, Carol, and Maggie. This is like the first time that we've seen, you know, the three of them together, like as a girl group, which was awesome to see them together. Um, and they cool. talk about uh, apparently Maggie let uh, the hilltop have a election with Gregory. <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> Obviously, Gregory lost. Um, Carol talks about how she is having a great time in the kingdom and her and Ezekiel are doing well. Um, and uh, they kind of have like a little moment and stuff there, which is really, really nice. Um, we also see um, Daryl and... Oh, gosh, I forget her name. Hmm. Well, anyways, we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so her and Daryl have a conversation about missing people and about memories coming back. And uh, it's all about this canoe that they have and that they're going to take out together. Um, so that was kind of sweet to see Daryl kind of on his little nice side instead of being so cold. Um, but yeah, and then... Cindy. We... Sydney? Oh, yeah, Sydney. Cindy. 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 See, I knew it was like Teresa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Teresa and Cindy, that's the short form. Anyways. Um, Her grandmother was Natanya. 
which is nothing like Teresa. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell if it. you were trying to make a joke or not, because those two no. don't sound similar at all. No, it's, it's, it's the truth. My, my, my grandmother was named Teresa, and everybody would call her Cindy. <laughs> no joke. No, but her name wasn't even Teresa, it's Natania. Wow. Okay. Wow. You can't even trust our gracious host for Madison. Know, straight facts. Madison like, just oh. pulled a James Keith. I don't know. Oh. How? I was offended. Yeah, I am offended. Now you're making insults after me. Explain yourself, Mr. Aruz. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, focus, focus, focus. So, Legionnaire, let's talk about the scene then where we're taking the wagon across the glass floor. Un- un- unravel this whole Wait, thing. Wait, before, before just, can I just say one little thing before Legionnaire goes? Oh, Jeffrey. No, because I love that moment with the evolution of man. Yes, that was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, yeah. that was cool. Forgot about no. that. Yeah. So that was just a, that was a beautiful moment. And I also like the moment between Cindy and uh, Daryl, just because mm-hmm. I would have never thought that they would talk, ever. So that was a nice little moment for them. Yes. And I like how Gabe is, like, only... I think he's only blinded one eye now. Is that kind of... Yes, he was yeah, bonding with eye. Jadis. He's blinded one eye. I ship right. them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, so, yes. Very, very cool, the evolution thing. Definitely hats off to the writer. I don't know if it was in the comics, but hell, that was good. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the wagon. Uh, oh, yeah, we did forget one thing. We, we got um, Jadis' real name, Anne. Anne, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her name is... She's actually in. Yes, but, like um, I said, like so much stuff happens in this episode. It's yeah, it was a lot. We have a lot, have a lot to cover. <laughs> so if something does happen and we skip something, remind us. Yes, um, I thought it was interesting that they were having such trouble bringing that wagon or whatever across the glass because clearly, this being a museum. There had to be uh, the allowance for lots of traffic, lots of foot traffic across this glass, whatever. So it just didn't, it didn't play, it didn't play very realistic that, you know, them dragging this thing or, or bringing that, this wagon across the glass would create such problems. I just, I, I had a hard time buying it because clearly if this was a museum that was open to the public, there had to be, you know, some sense of lots of traffic and lots of people walking across this thing. So the fact that there would be, this would be dangerous, just, it just seemed odd. It just didn't, it didn't work for me. I agree with it, you, it, Legionnaire. It, it, it just—it just felt like it just felt like something that was created to to have some tension, so we would have that first moment of somebody being in danger. I agree with you one hundred percent, Legionnaire. I think what they were going for is sort of like the idea of it being kind of old and decrepit because it hasn't been maintained for some time. The problem is, is that the zombie apocalypse was—I don't even know how long it—it's passed, like maybe ten years. No, it it should be less, because how old is Baby Judith? Baby Judith is now a, she's going through menopause, and she graduated from law school, and she's passed the bar exam and everything. She's doing really well. Yes, but what is she, like, maybe eight? I don't know. Maybe Uh, six or seven. 
Yeah, six or seven, because she's... Okay, she's a, let's she's say... Innocent. Yeah, so let's say it's been max, and I don't even think it's been this long, but like ten years? So it shouldn't be that kind of decrepit in like ten years. So I agree with you, but I think that's what they were trying to go for. I didn't buy it either. I'm like, why is it cracking all of a sudden? Like, wouldn't they have like had to like drag that into the museum? Like, you know? It just it yeah, didn't make sense exactly. to me either. It didn't ring true. Yeah, like, and, and the whole thing with Ezekiel, you know, falling through, um, that was, I was He wasn't going to die. I was, I like... I definitely thought, yeah. I, I was, was much like, really? more worried for, like, the red shirts than him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but, yeah, that, uh, that sucked. Um, that he was almost dead, but and then, you know, we... He gets back up, and there's a little little kissy kiss with Carol, which was so cute. Um, and then, uh, you know, everybody gets out. Um, and something special happens. What happens? What is so cute? It just makes me want to blush. Oh my gosh! You know what? I thought of you because I I also oh thought God. of uh, our couple from the spinoff. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think Madison is really gonna like this because these are kind of like the the uh, the June and John mm-hmm. of this series now. So you want me to say it? Yes. Okay. So Ezekiel proposes to Carol. And she's basically like, put that away. This is the time for it. You almost died. Like, you need to pick a better time. Put that in your pocket. And she's like, it's not going to be on a horse. <laughs> she's telling him. Uh-huh. It was it was hilarious. And it was super cute. And I wanted to see it close up on that ring, okay? <laughs> right. Right? Oh, my God, Madison, <laughs> you're such a girl. I know. If you ask me, I think Ezekiel needs to slow down. Like, pulling that ring out already? Like, damn, man. Wow, it's only been, like, It's been 18 months. Gosh. 18, that's still not enough time. Well, you Uh, know they got it in already. Oh, my God. Wait, you know they what? In in the zombie apocalypse, you have to seize the moment. Right? But sometimes seizing the moment leads to death. Well, yes, James. Never propose to anybody because you will die. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that applies to real life. I'm just saying that applies to this Walking Dead universe. Oh boy. Because I mean, look hey. what happened to Glenn. True, but hey, you never know if today's going to be your last day in their world. So why not, you know, jump to it? Yolo. Exactly. Listen to Pablo. Don't. Yes. Don't ever say that again, Jeff. James, <laughs> you need to YOLO. That's what we're all about. YOLO Stop. and FOMO. Stop. FOMO? What's yes. FOMO? Fear of missing out. Oh. Oh, okay. Really? The Canadians don't know about the FOMO? No. I, I don't know about the FOMO. Oh, wow. wow. Surprise wow. Madison doesn't know about That's it. very sad. We just live our lives and have no regrets. Oh, okay. That is very no Canadian. Stop. Stop. There you go. Life life is education. Anyways, (laughs) as we move on, 
The um, group discovers that a bridge has collapsed under the weight of a walker herd that came through, which at first I literally thought that um, she said hurricane. And I was like, what hurricane? You know what? But they I mentioned like, oh, a storm. Her. And I was like, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they mentioned a storm. They got me excited yeah. because of fear. So I was like, was what? Cool. Yeah, I, I was confused. So they, a hurricane can bridge... go all the way up there. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, the bridge is down, they have to take a different way. Um, and ugh, the wagon that the god got stuck in the mud. So, um, you know, they're they're trying to get it free, and the horses are not uh, like they're they're tired. They can't do this anymore. So everybody tries to do it, which I thought was hilarious because it's like I don't know. I just seeing them struggle like that was pretty funny. <laughs> No, but come on, they had four horses, and then between all of them, they should have been easily able to move it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Pablo, you need to stop trying to think logically. (laughs) (laughs) Stop being smart. No, it really, really, like, it defeated the purpose. I'm like, come on, you know, think think smarter, not harder, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Work smart, not hard. Work smart, not hard. So, as they're doing this and being idiots, um, they realize that there's a bunch of walkers. And so, my, as I was watching this, my dad um, was like, okay, so go kill them. Like, you know how slow they are? Just go kill them. And because of this made the ending of this really, really annoying for me. So... They see the walkers, um, they kind of panic, so um, they all, you know, they, they cut the, the, some of the horses free, um, and then one of them doesn't really get a, like, get away, and Ken, one of um, the Hilltop's blacksmith's son, that's who he is, um, he's a childish, like a teen, a young adult, and... Uh, James' is age. To- yeah, right. <laughs> he decides to be a good soul, and he doesn't want to leave the Excuse horses. Excuse me, sir. I'm 22, thank you. I'm not a child anymore. He's a man. His balls dropped. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> or you could say I'm a man-child. You never know. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so he he's being a kind soul, and he doesn't want the horses to die. So he goes back, and he tries to um, so free the stupid. Man, I was like, damn it. I was so furious. I was like, I was oh my like, god, this kid's gonna this kid's gonna die. This is oh, stupid. I was like, he's gonna die, but I don't want him to die. Like, we don't even know him yet. Jeez. Anyways, so he gets He basically bit. died just so we could have a death in the season premiere. He Let, let's get let's character. get real here. Exactly. Did you he not watch the end of the episode? Jeez. What? I did yeah. watch the full episode. But he's still dead. <laughs> but I mean, even even if at what happened at the end of the episode didn't happen, he still died for no apparent reason. It's just oh, Walker. Oh, come bite me! Ooh, come bite me! Uh, yeah. It was uh, between the Walker and the Buck of the horse. I honestly think it was. Oh, the buck. I loved when he got kicked. Oh, that yeah, was amazing, and I loved that the oh, um, yeah. The horseshoe was imprinted in his chest. Oh, it was amazing. Honestly, <laughs> like, so the, the horse bucks him, and I honestly think that's what killed him because, um, like, I think that it, like, literally broke his ribs and, and stuff and probably, pu- like, punctured his 
heart and his lungs. lungs. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yeah. if the walker bite didn't kill him, the horse buck would. Jesus. Yeah. Like, even when you hear the horse kick him, it sounds like the sound it makes, it sounded like it hurt. Like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that happens, and, you know, everybody runs back and, and tries to help him and stuff. And what killed me is that two seconds after that, before he dies, all the walkers are dead. Yes. Like, yeah. you guys could have killed all of them without having to run away and somebody dying. Like, it's very weird. You literally fixed the problem, and you could have done that before. Like, instead of running away. I don't understand. So, that's what my dad and I were like, dude, like, I don't get it. You just could have killed them instead of causing this whole problem. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else feel that yeah. frustration? I, I did. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so... He basically died for nothing. Let's all get real. Literally, literally, yeah. So, yeah. Or Uh, you could say that he died so that the death from the end of the episode could happen. Maybe. Think about that. True, true. true. Which I will not argue with because it was a fine death. But... In in all of this, the um, the plow that uh, Maggie was hoping to um, get to her blacksmith um, that gets destroyed in in the process of everything. But um, so Maggie returns to the hilltop and tells Ken's parents that uh, you know their son has just died, and uh, this mother Tammy apparently. Uh, is like hell bent on blaming Maggie for everything, and it's all Maggie's fault. And the husband's kind of like, oh well, don't really blame her. It's not, you know, whatever. And she's like, ah, oh, like, are you a man? And he's like, no. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay. Um, but yes. So you know, this whole thing happens, and Maggie's like, I'm so sorry, and uh, she says, I want to have a funeral for Ken, and she's like, oh, we'll we'll have it for him, and you're not invited. I was like, dude, it's her community. How is she not invited? She can see everything. (laughs) I know. I felt felt that part was a little bit petty, how she's like, I want you to arrange a funeral for me, do everything, but you can't come. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like Tammy. Yeah, no. no. And Legionnaire, it's our girl, grieving. Brett Butler. Brett Butler, yeah. Looking but like she, a mess. She's a, Looking she's, like a hot she's mess. She's a grieving mother, yes. right? <laughs> she's a grieving mother. She's going to blame whoever she, she wants, and that's just it. Anyways. Legionnaire so said looking like a hot mess. Oh. <laughs> um, at this funeral, though, our uh, our favorite person ever. He can do everything apparently. He can do, like, as Donald Glover said when he hosted uh, Saturday Night Live, he really can do everything. Like, he's singing now, and he's got a barbershop quartet that he uh, you know, uh, uh, rehearses with over the weekend apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Who are you talking about? Donald Glover or or Jeffrey? (laughs) I'm talking about the guy. Oh my god. Who? No, I'm I'm joking because all oh, of a sudden now he's singing. <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm so confused. Oh, oh my Maddie. god! Oh my FOMO. god! The hot guy, you mean? The the former savior. Or, yeah, he's hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like how that's all you care about. It's like, yeah, he's hot. He's on my TV. <laughs> the the hot savior. You need to get your priorities straight, Mads. <laughs> oh, they are straight. They're straight. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, so the hot guy is singing. The hot guy is singing, and Gregory decides. He to has a, a name, you know. He's yes. not just that hot What is guy. it? Um, <laughs> we'll just say he's my. Oh my God, Aiden. Aiden. Aiden sure, let's just give Aiden, him a name. Justin. Oh, let's Justin. Just I don't know. The dude. Yes. Call him dude. The hot dude. dude. Habanero. <laughs> That's what his name is. His name is Habanero. Sure. It's <laughs> Teresa. Because he's spicy. Uh, yeah. Teresa. You can, you can you can call him Teresa. Yes, let's go, <laughs> Teresa. So while Teresa is singing, mm, 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 Gregory decides to give a speech because he's so he's so Jesus-like and like so bullshit. And all right, uh, there's only room for one Jesus in this universe, and he has a beard. Thank you very much. Right, and he is hot <laughs> as hell. Jesus, take the wheel! Oh my God! So Jesus. Um, kind of like looks at Gregory and he's like, hmm, that was, that was nice, Gregory. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, like, I've been thinking a lot and stuff. And it's just like, Jesus is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, bullshit. So bad. Um, yeah, that's all that ever comes out of Gregory's mouth is just bullshit. Literally spewing, spewing out. Um, and then Gregory shows us how much of a like worthless piece of shit that he is and um gregory goes to talk to the parents so tammy and earl and um they he offers them a drink and and tammy takes a swig but um er, er, earl says no like i'm i'm recovering alcoholic right which we did not know but we know now and obviously knowing's half the battle Right? And Gregory has a plan, as usual, and he decides to get Earl really, really drunk and obviously coax him into taking Maggie out. Hey, wow. you, you forgot to mention that we got the first glimpse of Maggie's baby at the funeral. Yeah, yes, Her, which Herschel. Herschel, little Herschel, also, like... A huge, huge shout-out to Scott Wilson, who is the actor of Herschel in The Walking Dead. He was 76. Um, rest in peace, Scott. We love you. And now your name and your character will stay on forever because Maggie has a little Herschel of her own. Oh, Yeah. So, very, very nice. Super sad to hear. The whole cast is mourning. But uh, you will forever stay in our hearts as one of the most awful deaths and hardest deaths to watch. That's for sure. But uh, so, yeah, so Maggie isn't pregnant anymore, um, which is great because, you know, we were wondering if she was actually pregnant because she never showed. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. Now we just have a baby. So now we just have a baby, which uh, is great. You never know. Maybe she adopted that baby. Right? Just maybe, found she kid- maybe she found it or kidnapped it from someone. Who knows? Honestly, well, like, did- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past her. She, she did mention, I think, I guess I'll keep him. Right? Right? She told Rick. You're <laughs> so right. You're so she right. Did oh, man. That is what she said. Now we need to yeah. write, like, a fan article about how we know what the truth is. 
anyways, so yeah, so that that happens. We get to see baby Herschel, which was great. Um, and so yeah, all that happens. Um, and so I that it cuts from there. Um, I guess we could talk about what happens. <sighs> it's all over the place. <laughs> well, actually, let's just let's just go back to uh, to the sanctuary. Actually, which I honestly forgot that all of the majority of the saviors are actually still alive. I totally forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, aren't they dead? Oh shit! Yeah, we saved all of them because we're good people. Wrong. We Ugh. saved them because we're the saviors, right? No. So our fearless man Rick arrives at the sanctuary, and um, you know, like he's he's already told them that he's going to help them, and you know, like give them food, give them the resources, you know, as long as they help and contribute with the communities and stuff. Great, and, hey, Rick Grimes has come to save us all. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. Everybody wow. was clapping. Everybody was like, well, that was "Who stopped the war?" Um, so obviously, who knew James Rick Keith was a Baptist preacher? <laughs> Only on Sundays. Only on Sundays. So yeah, so everybody was super, super happy that Rick came. Um, although Michonne saw something on the wall that said, "Saviors save us. We are still Negan." Oh shit. Some people, I guess, obviously are not happy with the way that Rick is, you know, running things, I guess. And, you know, like, Daryl freaks out and he's like, yo, like, get that shit off the wall. And I love, like, what was it, Justin or something? He's like, I just painted something. He's like, okay, like, clean it up. Just get rid of it. He's like, okay. Like, (laughs) I don't know how to do it. Oh, he like said that how? he got through all his paint and then Daryl harassed him to, you know, get it off. And he's just like, oh, fine. Like, clearly he was the one who wrote it. Like, obviously. Gosh. Ooh. Like, Ooh. Duh. Do you know like, that he, for a fact? Or are you just he's giving you so much sass. He's obviously the one who wrote it. Like, he does not like you. Everybody but else is, like, ready sure. to. Yeah, but, like, everybody else is ready to kiss Daryl's, like, shoes. Like, I don't understand. So. I want to kiss his ass. He's out. <laughs> He's ass me. <sighs> anyway, so we learn, we learn at this point that um, the sanctuary is not doing too well. Um, nothing is growing, as we saw the walker being lifted up as to use as a scarecrow, um, because the birds are getting to be a problem, um, as we saw on the walk with Michonne. Um, Rick and Judith that there is a lot of birds Um, so apparently that is going to become a problem in the rest of the season Um, I read somewhere so that is interesting the season Um, finale is going to become a sequel to Alfred Hitchcock's Birds Confirmed right (laughs) (laughs) imagine the birds are the word right Um, so yeah so so the sanctuary is not doing too well, and obviously the people at the sanctuary are getting a little concerned that they are getting the scraps um, of everything. They're not being treated well, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, has Does anybody have any comments so far on how this is going, how we are seeing how um, the communities are working so far? Because we saw, as we see now, how the sanctuary is working. We see kind of how Hilltop is working. Um, any any comments on on how it's looking so far? I have I have a comment, but you know it's how to do something else. Did anyone else notice that Daryl kept shooting his crossbow boats bolts, and he never like took him out? Like he like for example the scarecrow thing. Like he just shot. The walker he's just walked away. And also, yeah. I did that again in the museum and all that, and that actually really bugged me, because he always used to shoot, go get the crossbow, take it out, and then, you know, reuse it. But this one, he's just willy-nilly. I don't yeah, know, it, so, it kind of bugged I'm, me. No, I noticed that, too, because I'm so used to him always, you know, yanking it out, so, you know, because Lord knows there's no, like, supply of, of crossbow bolts, so, you know... Like, they can make bullets, but they can't make crossbow bolts. Yeah, so just to see him, I mean, to see him doing it all the time, and then all of a sudden he's not doing it, it definitely stood out that he was not pulling those things out to me, too. Hey, maybe he has an endless supply since they did get all the weapons from the Saviors. Hey, you never know. I will see it until I believe it. (laughs) You mean you will believe what? What? I need you to won't. see it. I need to see <laughs> oh it to my. believe it. <laughs> I'll see it until I believe it. <laughs> I'm tired, okay? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so speaking of Daryl, um, I also just wanted to point out, too, that we saw Eugene at the sanctuary, and it looks like he's a little bit better about being on our side. Um, which is refreshing since we had the whole is Eugene good or is Eugene bad last year, Um, (laughs) which was horrible. Um, But yeah, so Daryl confronts Rick about how the sanctuary is being run and what Daryl wants to do. Um, He wants to leave. Eve. He wants. To, he doesn't want to be in charge of the sanctuary. He wants to go back to Alexandria. Um, and he expresses how he liked the group, like it was before. Just a couple of us. Things worked better that way. And now we have, you know, all these communities spread across. We're so far apart. We're so distant. And that kind of really does. Um, you know, show us how far that we've come. We did start with a a small group, and now we have communities. And that is one thing that I hated um, personally about last season and the season before was that every episode, I didn't see all the characters in it. I would see, you know, this this episode would be a Rick episode. This episode would be a Maggie episode. And that's what really, really bugged me was because... I don't get enough of the characters as we used to when the show first started. Um, And you guys have heard me say that before multiple times that I didn't like it because it was a one character episode or something like that. So the fact that, you know, it's coming from the actual character is kind of nice. But Rick, um, you know, tells him, I, you know, I hope you're still with me and, you know, I, I hope we, we still have, have the same um, goals, you know, 
know that we're doing this to help people and to grow and stuff, and it doesn't really seem like they're seeing eye to eye anymore. Uh, does anybody have any, any thoughts about this conversation? Well, yeah, actually, Daryl didn't say he, don't want, he wanted to go back to Alexandria. He said he wanted to go with Maggie and the baby. Yeah. Oh, yes, true. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to go home. He says that he basically what I understood is that he doesn't have a home. Like he just wants to go where he's needed, and he doesn't really like. And he even he even told Rick, "You you you're the one that started all of this. You're you're the one that you know made the world the way it is today." And you know he he he's basically expressing how he doesn't like the way he changed things. So I don't know. Daryl might just turn on Rick. Yeah, they they weren't yeah. interested. They weren't too interested in going back to to uh, Alexandria because that's where Negan is. I mean, even locked yeah. up, they just don't they just don't want to be bothered. They they don't they don't agree with the decision to to have kept them alive. So they just don't want to be there. So it's, it's like okay, it, as long as he's there, even locked up, they just can't be there. Especially given what Daryl went through, being his captive, and and Maggie having had her husband killed by this by this maniac. Like, nah, we we should have killed him. And that's what we decided to do. That's what we were going to do. And then you decided to do something else. Right. So outside, um, Daryl and Carol actually have, you know, a conversation. And it's so cute to see them together because obviously everybody ships them. But it doesn't happen. But, you know, it might. It might. And, um... Carol tells Daryl about Ezekiel proposing, and that is so cute. And he was like, oh, well, like, you know, he's a pretty cool dude, (laughs) which was so cute. And so Carol says that, you know, like, I didn't say yes, and I want, you know, time to think. So she offers to take um, over for Daryl at the sanctuary um, to give her, you know, some time to think about the proposal and, you know, help daryl as a friend and give him some space so that was kind of nice at alexandria Maybe carol will go back to daryl oh, and yeah. a shocking plot twist all right this will drive okay. carol to daryl's arms no <laughs> i don't want to hurt ezekiel though but i don't know i know his maybe he'll die cool in the future dude. because of this now oh my god stop right? stop stop ruining it might happen. <laughs> <laughs> you're making it so horrible. That's what right. I do. So, at Alexandria, um, Rick and Michonne get into bed, which the whole bedroom is, like, super cute. Like, there's candles everywhere, and the bed looks super comfy, and I just want to cuddle up. Anyways, <laughs> so, it was so funny. Like Michonne's You want to cuddle like, up between Rick and Michonne? Ew, that's gross. Um, who wouldn't? Who no, wouldn't? that's called kinky. Uh, <laughs> James Keith. <laughs> oh, you're such a virgin. Uh, I'm not a virgin, oh. thank you. Ew, that's oh. gross. It's got cooties. Oh my god, listen, I, can, listen, I can sit here and prove it, but I don't think this is the right podcast for that. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the stuff Anyways, of nightmares. Michonne, oh. Michonne says, oh, Rick Grimes, the savior, the king. Like... <laughs> Just taunting him, which was super cute and funny. And um, as they, like, have a conversation about, you know, like, what Daryl thought and what's happening, um, 
Michonne decides to create or want to create a charter um, between the communities, basically, you know, setting out some guidelines and some rules and what the purpose of all this is, which I think is actually pretty smart. Just because they are growing as communities, they are growing into actual civilized communities, which is super cool. And, uh, yeah, a little rules probably wouldn't, you know, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be too bad, I think. Maybe that's why Daryl uh, wants to rebel, though, because he doesn't like the rules. Oh He's not God. a part of the system, man. He's outside the <laughs> law. Yeah, so anytime you want to stop talking, that'd be cool. <laughs> Make me. So, anyways... <laughs> So yeah, so uh, just obviously growth about um, about the communities, which is always awesome to see. Um, speaking about communities, back at the hilltop, um, Maggie is walking Herschel in a stroller, which I think is awesome that they actually have found proper like supplies for you know like. In some of the some of the the clips that I'm seeing, there's actually like actual you know actual furniture actual products it's not just like makeshift things anymore you know what i mean like we're actually almost getting back to like a civilized era which is super cool um like we started you know stuff where we'd have to make things because we couldn't find it anymore but you know they're finding things and and i don't know i just think it's pretty cool I mean, with the budget look. for each episode, they should be able to <sighs> like a baby stroller and all that. <laughs> it just—it's not so post-apocalyptic. You know what I mean? It's actual, like it actually looks like legit. Uh, I mean, do you like want Maggie to drag around Herschel on a blanket on the ground? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, God. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder. That's some post-apocalyptic for you. I kind of wonder, you know, it's post-apocalyptic, but, you know, there are still stories out there. Why wouldn't you raid the stories? Well, that's the thing, but, like, mm. about finding those stores, right, and what's left, and are there walkers there? Like, is it is it too surrounded to even try to make the trip? Like, you know, stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's just it's just cool. Anyways, obviously. You gotta make the time to clear your mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So she's walking. She's walking Herschel. Um, she can't sleep, and the best character in, in the whole show, Gregory, stops Yay. her. Um, and yeah, and she's like being actually nice to him. And you know, she's saying like, you know, if if there's a spot in this place for you, all you have to do is want it, you know, enough, and you know, be a decent person and not a jackass. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, and by the way, someone defaced Glenn's grave. Really? Really? <sighs> so, obviously, Maggie's going to go check that out, because why shouldn't she? It's her husband's grave. And she gets attacked, and um, the Herschel gets knocked over in the trailer. Um, Enid comes out, um, and... The attacker, which we know is Earl, um, pushes her down. She knocks her head, continues to pull a knife on Maggie, stuff like that. Um, and they get away unscathed. Um, that what? was crazy. Like, Enid yeah, was, was roughed up. 
what shout out I, to Deidre. Deidre's not here, but she probably would have said that Enid set this whole thing up. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> she yeah. had a thing for so, Enid. Yes. Yes, wow. she did. She was a spy. A spy. Um, so this, this, all this commotion happens, which I thought was played out, like, very well, except for we kind of knew what was going to go down. Um, but my favorite part was when Maggie goes to see Gregory and was like, um, if you wanted to kill some, like, if you wanted somebody to kill me, you should have just, like, done it yourself. You can't even do it properly. Just throwing the shade. (laughs) It was so funny. But the thing that I hated was when Gregory pulled the knife on her and she gets the knife back, I literally went like this. I was like, oh, yes, no, what? Because <laughs> when she went to go slash him in the throat, she turned the knife and I was like, oh, no, like I was so happy and then literally so sad the next time. So... Anybody have any thoughts on this? Um, just the fact that Gregory is trying to kill Maggie, or not even him trying to kill her, just somebody else, you know, doing the dirty work for him. So, like, like Pablo, like, what did you think about this? Honestly, I, I thought, you know, if he really wanted to kill her that bad, like, why not do it yourself? I, I completely agreed with Maggie. Because he he's a pussy? Because right. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that he's chicken shit? Yeah, like, like, like he, yeah. I mean, he he could have gone like instead of talking, you know, monologuing the whole time, he could have just gone for the kill. Like, come on, she's trying. basically calling. She's she's like telling. She's basically calling him a, a freaking pussy right there, and she he couldn't even you know go for the kill like with all the anger that he had. So I don't know. I mean, it could have gone a completely different way, but. You know, based on how they're trying to build her character, you know, they had to allow her to live. And it was so sad, too, the fact that Gregory used Earl um, because Earl was sober. And, man, he just lost his son. Like, why Mm -hmm. do you have, like, why, why did you have to do that? Like, it's just so low and it just makes me hate Gregory so much more than I already do. Because Gregory is a snake. Yes. He so, is a slithery, stinky snake. Yep. Yeah, that is true. So ridiculous. I bet everybody's, you know, anger was, like, just furious. And I was I was livid. I was so mad. But to our savior, Nick, Michonne, and Daryl come to the hilltop. And they see what happened with Maggie. And um, Maggie and Rick have a conversation and Rick asks her to come back to Alexandria to see Judith because she misses her. And Maggie just straight up says, you know, I can't go there. You know why? And stop asking me. And my foreshadowing in the beginning paid off. (laughs) (laughs) So we all know why that she's not going back is because Negan is there. And obviously, like you guys said, Nobody really agrees with how things went down. Um, so, yes. Um, she's not going back. And um, Rick also asks her, you know, can you provide the, shang- the sanctuary, the sanctuary yeah. with sanctuary. additional food again? 
Um, you know, he says, can you stretch a little more? Can you be more helpful? Um, Maggie agrees, but only if the sanctuary provides most of the labor, like the work to repair this bridge that they have to repair that broke down in the early of the episode. Um, and on top of that, they have to send over the corn fuel that they've been making from the stalks. So huge um, expectations from Maggie. Um, but, you know, and this part of the show was whoo, woo for me. Intense. Um, where did this come from? Yes. Maggie was like, oh, you asked me uh, or you told me when this was all going down that, you know, you would be following me someday. And it hasn't been like that. But today, that changes. And I was like, oh, girl. I was like, yes, take it. Take the leadership role. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, shit, Rick. She just told you that she's going to be more the one making the rules now. Okay. But is so, she really ready for it, though? I am. I don't know. The like, what did now. you guys think about this? What did you think about that whole statement from her? It was good. Okay. Well, I have never been the biggest Maggie fan, but I really liked her in this episode. I thought uh, she was incredibly strong. She had this like new confidence that I really liked. It's a little sad that uh, because of uh, pay disparity and that kind of thing that she isn't going to be in the entire season. She's only going to be on for a select amount of episodes. Although it is hinted that her character will still be around. I guess just in case if the pilot that she... That the new series that she's involved in isn't a hit. Uh, she can return. But boy, like what we saw in this episode from her. I was really impressed. And I suddenly found myself on Team Maggie. Which I don't think I would have ever said that. Because I never really so clicked with the character. So we all know who Jeffrey's MVP is going to be. Um, <laughs> oh, no, actually, It's going to be Gregory, obviously. Let's get real here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Because he's actually dead. Wow. That would be. Uh, ever done is die. That would be Maddie no, Fitz's. You're, you're totally, MVP. you're totally right, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah she did. She had um, BDE. Yeah, she did throw us a few, a few curveballs there, and she is taking charge. So that is really, really cool. Yes, she had BDE. I don't know if Canadians know about the BDE. Big. Yeah. Big, what is that? Big, big dick, dick energy. Yeah. That was like a big uh, oh, phrase over the summer. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. James is like, I can see that in her. So, yeah. So, um, yay. Maggie is taking a lead. Um, that night, um, we see Maggie in front of the whole community. I didn't realize what was happening at first. I was like, oh, God, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then I see Maggie and everyone's standing like they know what's going on. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. What's going on? <laughs> it's and, a bonfire. Um, yeah, at first we just see Earl and Tammy. Um, Earl is in um, some, like, I guess, makeshift handcuffs. He's tied up. And, and Tammy's um, still looking like a hot mess. Right? <laughs> She's still <laughs> rough looking. And we pan over and we see that Gregory is sitting on a horse with a noose around his neck. Which, oh my god, I forgot to talk about the beginning. Like, the, uh, oh! On the opening, like the opening credits. 
Yes, thank you. Oh, yes, oh, yes. very not. graphic. The opening credits, novel. um, amazing. Didn't you guys like them? I loved them. This yeah, is like I didn't the really first like time. Much. Oh my god, James, you break my heart all the time. <laughs> this was I'm the, the heart, first I'm time. Kid. I know. This is the first time that I think that they used animation. Yeah. Um, there were huge things in um, the opening credits. If you didn't notice, um, you know there were a few graves with Herschel's watch on it, and. Um, and Carl's gun. Oh. Um, there were a bunch of little things that you probably missed. Definitely, definitely, definitely watch it again. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I'm probably um, not going to like it for a bit because I'm, I've gotten so used to the old one. I've never well, really liked yourself. the opening credits for The Walking Dead, but I found myself really liking this one. I think maybe season um, one I liked, but other than that, I've never really... I always fast forward, not even going to lie. But I actually stayed and watched it because I knew that they would be different. And I thought they were really well done. I love the image of the walker at the end of it. Yes, I thought that was too. really yeah. well done. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, Everything it about it. The, the guys, walker and look like Rick. Ooh. Guys, I'm calling it now. It's going to take me till the end of the season to like the opening credits. Oh, my God. No one's going to make you. Calling it now. No one's going to make me, but that's what I'm going to be like. You know what? I like the opening credits. But for now, it's like, ugh, no, thank you. Anyways, yeah, so I just wanted to say that that was cool. And that reminded me because there was a noose um, hanging from a barn in the opening credits as well. Um, and that relates to this episode because Gregory has a noose around his neck. And the other end is tied to this building that they're constructing, which I would hope it's not, like, a place just for that. <laughs> but it just looks like it's just going to be, like, a building, maybe a church or something like that. Um, they just imagine the it on the church tour. to kill right? him. It's a church where just we a, sacrifice people here. <laughs> just imagine that on tour, like, hey, we're here at the hilltop. Here's the unconstructed building. We just use it to hang people. Yeah, Look at all, at all the dead bodies. Yeah. This is where you go if you do bad things. <laughs> um, and anyways, so yeah, in this this whole scene, you know, Maggie says, I didn't want to do this, but I have to because people need to see what happens um, when you cross the line and you continue to cross the line type thing. Um, it Basically, if you don't um, follow the rules, I guess. And um, so bef Maggie, you know, uh, motions to Daryl to slap the back of the, the horse to get him going and Michonne realizes that there was kids walking which was so I don't know so cliche so annoying I didn't like that part and yeah uh, that wasn't needed yeah it wasn't needed and so the kids see um, Gregory dying um, by hanging um, <laughs> uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just laughing just because um you know, the hot savior. Um, he's standing there. And then, like, the camera, like, Gregory's just swinging in front of the camera, like, as he's talking. It was just, it was funny. I thought that was really funny because they're just, like, talking and stuff. And Gregory's just swinging there, dead. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cut him I down. I don't know who the MVP for Madison's going to be. It's going to be the hot savior. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even know his name. Right? 
Right? Exactly. Yeah. That, that's his new name. Aiden. The hot savior. Yeah. His so name now that we recognize him as the hot savior, he will never be Aiden ever again. <laughs> so what did you guys think about um, Gregory's death? I, you guys know that I was super happy about this. After the episode ended, I got up and I said to my dad, oh, finally, like, God, I've been waiting for this for, like, two seasons. <laughs> it just sounds so bad. But what did you guys think about it, Legionnaire? Um, I was very glad to see that. Um, you know, he was he was definitely, um, it followed the comic, although um, he did try to kill Maggie in the comic book. He tried to poison her. Uh, rather than uh, have someone else try to assassinate him. But the end result was the same. Uh, he was uh, tried and hung. So I was glad to see that play itself out because I was a little tired of Gregory. Because he was never going to change. He was always going to be the same dick, and it just made sense. It was like, okay, why Why am I going to keep giving you chance after chance, and you are never going to get with the program? Anybody else have a thought about that? Ding dong, Whoa. the bitch is dead. <laughs> really agree. I, wasn't, I wasn't gonna go that far. I was gonna say the band-aid's finally been ripped off. A long time coming. Exactly. Took the garbage out, yeah. right? He was horrible. Yeah. I mean, he's just slimy and gross, and like, like, I would just, I, I would feel like my body covers in hives whenever he's on talking because he's just Although, so disgusting. You know what I'm worried about. You know what I'm worried about, guys? Like, you know how, like, every season there's always that character where you're just like, oh, my God, like, I wish they just die already. Well, we just like got tank rid of Gregory, girl. right? So, like, we just got rid of Gregory, yeah. so, like, who's going to be the new person that we all want dead? <gasps> oh, hot savior. Justin. The whisperers. No, 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 it's Justin. It's the shitty, the shitty graffiti guy. <laughs> oh, him. No, sorry. The hot savior is going to bite the dust before Justin, just because you keep calling him that. Oh, my God. No. And then I'm going to call it now. As soon as he dies, you're going to come on here crying. I'm going to be like, I can't do it anymore, guys. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be on hot savior now? So, so, <laughs> so Gregory is gone. Um, so, yeah. Uh, amazing episode in my books. But before we rate the episode in all its glory... Uh, uh, let's pick our MVPs. So this is going to be very, very hard. Um, but all you have to do is pick which character impressed you the most. Tell us why. The rules are simple. State which character impressed you throughout the whole episode. And James, if somebody has already mentioned the character you were going to choose, <laughs> you must choose a different one, okay? <laughs> why single me out? There's other people here too, you know, Madison. <laughs> I'm just, you know, trying to make people feel special, that's all. I don't need you Why to make me feel special. I already have someone start. in my life that does that. Thank you very much. Okay, your mom your mom doesn't count, okay? She has to do that. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this has turned really sad. Let's start with Pablo. Let's start with Pablo. Let's, let's give our newcomer... A bit of a break here. So, Pablo, who is your MVP of this episode? Maggie. Boom! It is Maggie. It is Maggie. Done! <laughs> and there's right, no explanation needed. Um, basically because she, like, took charge. Like, she, she was so demanding. She was so out, 
you know, outgoing. She she really outdid herself this episode. Like she's usually like the okay, you know, let's go with Rick's plan. She was she's more of a follower and now she's turned into a leader, into a badass. Like like the episode defined her perfectly. Like this is who she is now and she's not gonna take nothing from nobody. Like she's my MVP for this episode, hands down. Awesome. Legionnaire. Okay, let's see. Well, you know I always have to go obscure, so I am going to go Tammy. with No. <laughs> I <I'm a> savior. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go with Sadiq because he had to take out the spider field walker. Oh, we didn't even talk oh, about that. Yeah. That is that oh, was amazing. That was- so gross. And there was so just, much. Uh, that was like the stuff yeah, of was... nightmares, and I'm not really that even. Was me, I would have. I would have simply have dropped dead. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not also, even guys... that creeped out by spiders, but like, like the weird spiders are the stuff that creep me out. Like uh, normal spiders, I'm cool with. I'll stomp on them. Sorry, Peta. But like the creepy spiders, like the the ones that look like they could kill you, like all of those look like they would Burn kill down me. Down the house. Okay, so creepy spiders burned down the house. Guys, when this was all happening, like the whole spider thing, so stabs stabs the walker, okay, gets up and so I think it was Daryl that he was standing beside? I think. Oh, it was Rick. Yeah. Was it Rick? Somebody. Anyways, so he was standing beside somebody, he's like, Oh, I hate spiders. I just I can't do it. Um, what about the thing between them? Did that not look like a goddamn person with a sheet over top. Oh, uh, okay. It might have been a mannequin. If you watch it, if yeah. you didn't see that, watch it again, because I was like, um, what about that? Um, what about that, guys? Uh, hello? <laughs> Turn around. Look there. And I'm like, I'm waiting for this thing to start moving and attack them. Nothing happened. And I was like, what? I was like, that looked like a person with a sheet on it. <laughs> it's just so weird. I was like freaking out, and then nothing happened. But, yes, Legionnaire, totally right. He deserves that for killing the walker with the spiders coming out of its face. Definitely, definitely worth an MVP. James, your MVP. Why didn't you make me go last? (laughs) Why you do this? You didn't have one. I didn't have one, no. So you know what? I'm just going to choose one at random. How is the newbie more prepared than you? Story of your life. Because the newbie (laughs) wanted, you know, to make sure he got it right, whereas I just wing it half the time. (laughs) But anyways, all jokes aside, I think I'm just going to have to choose Carol this episode, just because she (sighs) denied Ezekiel's wedding request. Just like slaps that, just slap that. Get that shit out of here, man. It's because time of place. James, is it because My you're God. so used to denial and rejection? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Canadian oh shade God. is the best. <laughs> Canadian right, well, white for, shade. Thanks for just choosing a name out of the hat. Thanks for just choosing a name out of the hat, James. I appreciate it. You're welcome, All right, there, well, Jeffrey, what about you? Okay. See, I came with options, just in case. 
And actually, oddly enough, I know that you made the joke earlier, but Maggie really wasn't on my list. Uh, I don't know where that defense of Maggie came from, but I was inspired <laughs> during the podcast. Because uh, I had two, and uh, James took one, but I had one that I felt strongly about even more. And I'm going to give it to Michonne. I really Oh, liked... I thought it was going to be hot, savior guy. No. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it to Michonne because, uh, number one, Danai Gurira was just fantastic. I loved when she was teasing Rick. I also loved that beautiful moment. It was just a very brief one when she looked up after hearing about democracy and, and whatnot. And she looked at... Uh, I don't know, the history of the the United States. And she got inspired to create a charter. And uh, I just really like that. I love that they're giving Michonne some initiative and uh, they're making her have a plan and that kind of thing. The one thing that I would have liked, uh, it just happened so fast at the end. And I I understand, uh, I guess, what they were trying to do. They wanted to sort of rush to that death so that the death earlier in the episode would have some meaning. But I really wish that they they would have um, shown them like creating a little bit of the charter and like this punishment was part of the charter. You know what I'm saying? Versus it kind of just seeming so random at the end, although completely um, understandable why they needed. had to kill him. You know, completely understandable why it was needed. But uh, I just wish that it would have included Michonne a little bit more. Um, the only negative to the Michonne part was when she was like, the kids, wait. Uh, I don't think that was necessarily that mm-hmm. needed. But uh, otherwise, I thought Michonne was really good this episode. So she's my MVP. Awesome. Well, thank you for leaving my MVP, who I thought of first. Natanya. Uh, um, no. Um, she's dead. The hot senior, <laughs> just because he's so hot, and just he makes the show so much better. <laughs> no. My MVP is actually Daryl. And it's because Darryl... you're thirsty. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want a little bit of Norman Reedus in their life? Come on. Anyways. Um, yeah, he's my MVP just because I feel like him speaking his mind to Rick was, I think, huge. Um, just because Daryl doesn't talk. And like Michonne said, like, well, if he's bringing something up, it's probably important. And it's probably because he cares. So I think that um, Daryl is going to have more involvement in this season, I feel. Um, especially because he's showing that, you know, this community and all, all of these communities actually matter. But he wants them run differently, I guess. Um so I have someone take over as soon as Rick leaves. Right. <laughs> so I'm just happy because he's going to be the new leader. And <laughs> no, so I just his uh, character development is getting a little bit better because I felt like we didn't really get that a lot. It was kind of just like, oh well, he's the the you know the sad little puppy that has some anger issues. <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm. So I hope that we see a little bit more from him. And I think that this episode kind of showcased that. Um, But yeah, so we have all of our MVPs now. And now we need to rate the whole episode. So how would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 walker heads? Um, For you that don't know, the point system is allowed. So like you can do like an 8.5. Or, you know, if you're me, you could do like a six and a half, you know. <laughs> but if you're not like me, 
and you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than 10, you may award it the coveted Golden Walker. Okay, so let's start with James, just because I want to be cruel. Why you always got to single me out? Like, man. Because <laughs> it's so much fun. Well, you know what? I will be honest this time. I did not prepare a rating in my head, but you know what? The fact that we've been sitting here Pablo, for almost don't be like over... James. <laughs> <laughs> Since we've been here for almost over an hour, uh... I've been able to come up with a, a score, and I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. No, just kidding. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 walker heads, just because there was bor- some boring points in this episode. You know, the museum stuff, although cool, kind of was a little bit mixed for me, and the pointless death of the one guy just kind of eh, didn't sit right with me. But, again, that did lead to Gregory finally getting hung like he deserved and needed, and it was so satisfying. So that's why I give it 7 out of 10 Walker heads, and I leave with one question. When are we going to see Negan next? I want more Negan. Uh, I think the next episode. <laughs> Good, because I was expecting Negan to be in this episode, and he wasn't, so I'm disappointed. Oh, sorry. Sorry for you. So sorry. <laughs> Bad to me like that. All right, Legionnaire, what is your rating? <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to give this one an eight and a half, simply because uh, Gregory is now dead. Say Straight no more. to the point, I like it. I like Say it. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about you, Pablo? I'm going to give it a solid 7.5. Mm. Yeah, just just because, like I said, Maggie was really outdid herself. And, and because she had a baby that none of us even knew was already existing. <laughs> <laughs> She she, she she gets it because she pushed it out. It's all it's all good. No, she yeah. stole it from somebody. Yeah, she she could have stolen it from somebody. Probably not. But hey, it's a seven point five in my books. It was just she really outdid herself, and you know, wow, she killed Gregory. We have so far. Interesting, interesting. What about you, Jeffrey? The ratings are all over the place, which is really fascinating. What is it? Really? Seven, eight, seven and a half. I know, right? I guess I will continue the trend, and I will give it a solid eight. Walker heads. I thought it was an okay episode. Uh, I am probably rating it a little bit higher than I, I should, or maybe even that I would have immediately after watching it last night. But uh, the conversation that we've had really did highlight some of the good parts of the episode. I like how you kind of um, rush through the bad ones, which uh, <laughs> did help, to be quite honest. At least, you know, remind me of the good of the episode. It was a bit of a draggy episode, though. All the stuff with the new people, TBH, I really didn't care about at all. But... Uh, the the really interesting smaller moments between in particular our favorite people was really really good to see and the ending obviously i mean i feel like madison has been like 
going hard over wanting this man to die. But I think all of us, you know, at least all of us that have been here since uh, Gregory made his debut, we've all been waiting for the day in which he would die. So uh, you could say we all had murder boners for Gregory. Oh, you're trying to bring that back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bringing it back. New season, more murder boners. Pablo, you do not have to use that term. It is a term that James Keith made up with a friend of his, and he's trying to turn it into a thing, much like on Mean Girls when they tried to make fetch into a thing. It's it's just not going to happen. It will happen. You guys will be jealous when it does happen. Right. Yes, we're super jealous. So, so yeah, so I'm going to give it a solid eight. Awesome. Well, I... Are you ready for this? Because yes. it's a little crazy. Golden Walker heads right now. <laughs> Just throwing them all out there. Um, no, I'm giving this episode an 8.5, which is crazy uh, high for uh, me. Boo! I was expecting at least a 9. Boo! Calm down. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. Um, 8.5. I really, really enjoyed this episode. All of the characters were in it. So happy. And the new um, credits, opening credits, was amazing. I loved it as well. Um, and I'm super excited where the season is going. Um, except for losing Rick and uh, Maggie eventually. But I'm just excited for the season. I feel like the season is going to be much more strong than the past seasons that we've had. So, yes, an 8.5. So, we did have a good... Uh, ratings this episode I feel anyways join us next time for a brand new installment of the rambling dead Um, once again here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us like us on facebook facebook.com slash the rambling dead follow poppy chula radio on social media we are on facebook instagram tumblr twitter and youtube at poppy chula radio Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for The Rambling Dead and subscribe. Thank you, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, ramblers. Good night, night, ramblers. Good night, everybody. Please don't steal kids from other people. It's not right. (laughs) No, no. It's never right. But thank you so much for tuning in. Download new episodes of The Rambling Dead every Tuesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chulo Chulo Radio Archives. Good night, and Legionnaire, as always, please take us out. All right. As we can see from this episode... Maggie Lee is nobody's lackey, and season nine has started out as nothing short of epic. Get ready.